Plus Y podcast. Hosted by Braden Dwyer. What is that book even about? Just redefines the, the holy attribute of God. Mm. Are you recording? <laughs> yeah, but I always do this. Don't worry. Uh, it's how like I read like that Joe Rogan like talks with his guests before. Like it just gets the it gets the air flowing. Yeah, it just teaches you about the what the, what it defines holiness just as being set apart and how um, we can't even be compared to God in His righteousness and how in in every moment in every day we live that God has every right to just justifiably pour his wrath out on us but he decided to pour it out on his son instead the holy one cannot be defeated in personal combat let's go but Jacob still wrestled with God and God let him I don't want to ruin that's that's crazy that Jacob really wrestled with God wasn't Jacob like winning for a little bit too that's a crazy thing um actually um I'm not winning, but the like tech, the text says, Jacob was a, like the the man, or describes as the man, like seeing that he could not overpower Jacob, touched his hip and wrenched it out of socket. Um, That's crazy. And he was given the name Israel because he wrestled God and won. <clears throat> as he kind of stated that he won, when in reality he didn't, but he. He was rewarded for just the desire to want to wrestle with God, to just know God in that way. Right. Well. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Plus Five Podcast. I'm here. This is a very special episode. The first CGL we're interviewing. Oh, it's, snap. It's an honor. <laughs> and uh, just introduce yourself, please. Uh, my name is James. I live in 116. Uh, I'm a sophomore studying biblical studies. Yeah. Now, James, what'd you have for what'd you have for lunch today? What did I have for lunch today? I had a farm uh, farm basket. What's farm basket? It's the I think it's called farm basket. It's the uh, place at North, like in the middle, right next to Subco. It's Is only, it really? Yeah, it's only open from like for breakfast to like. I don't know what time breakfast hours are, but like lunch is only like between eleven and three. It's very short. Where do they serve? It's rare. Like, sometimes we'll have Taco Tuesday. Today, they had Sloppy Joe's with, like, really good corn. Oh, snap. So, um, they're, like, a little mix of everything? Yeah. It's pretty neat. And their dessert is really good, too. Or, do you like Liberty's food in general? Or not really? Um, yeah, I think Liberty... Yeah, like, I mean, Subco's good. Um, the Rot, I mean... The Rot's the Rot. Like, you know, I guess you learn to love it. Right. Um... We have a Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut's good. I mean, yeah, I, I enjoy Liberty's food. Mm. Now, I'm just curious about, like, we should explain, like, to the audience that doesn't go to Liberty, like, what is a CGL on campus? Like, what is their role? <laughs> um, yeah, dude. Um, a CGL... I mean, a CGL is just someone who... You're really tasked with the um, the job of pouring into, like, depends, seven to eight different guys on a hall. It really depends on how many CGLs on a hall. Like, I have, let's see, one, two, I have five guys in my group. Right. And 
my job is to just, I mean, I pray for them weekly. Uh, I meet with them weekly, just kind of encouraging and spurring them on in the faith. Um, you know, we meet uh, for community groups on Wednesday nights. I help just facilitate discussion with them about the message, um, ask them questions that could provoke, you know, thought um, uh, just about what they learned and uh, what the message was about. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I enjoy it. That's kind of what a CGL does. I, I don't, I want to use the word discipleship loosely, just, um, because uh, discipleship is quite a difficult, um, process. Like discipleship is doing life with someone, right. you know, and coming alongside them. So I guess you could say I, d- I disciple those guys, but mm-hmm. I, I'm also in the same season of life as a lot of those guys, you know, struggling with the same things. Um, right now, when you say discipleship, do you mean like, like obviously Jesus disciples, but were they only disciples because they were always with Jesus, like constantly next to them, like or next to him, like uh, living with him and all that, or no? Um, when you're a disciple of someone, you yeah, you you do walk alongside them and live alongside them, but you you mainly learn from them, um, and yeah, I guess you could say you just do life with them. Hmm. So I mean, you you can like relate that to the whole dorm thing. Like just living on a dorm with all those guys, and of course, I, you know, would you say you're you're most likely closer to the people in your in your group than, of course, you're closer to them in the hall, but you kind of have that special bond with the people in your group. You would say, as like a yeah. I mean, the the unique part about being a CGL is you, I get to hear the story of five different guys mm-hmm. uh, on a level I think most other guys in the hall, unless they have a closer friend than me like don't get the privilege to hear mm-hmm. um and even the, you know in small groups like when we do our campus community groups at night um you know w- when guys have big burdens on their heart or things they're going through like being able to open up to that group of guys and talk about it not just me during our one-on-ones but during those community groups y- you do you do grow closer like hearing someone's testimony the full testimony my opportunity the opportunity i had early this semester to share my testimony with my boys was it just it's bonding that's the way god designed it to be you know vulnerability is worshipful to god Mm. um and you know getting to hear their stories well like i grow with them in that as well and and learn to love them you know seeing yeah there's sin in your past there's sin in my past but you know you're chasing the cross just like i am Mm -hmm. Uh, and 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 knowing their testimony and knowing things they've struggled with in the past and myself in that it's easier to come alongside them and check in on them and just you know encourage them Right now, what, what really spurred you to become a CGL? Or, well, let's say, what, what, what grade are you, James? I'm a sophomore. You're a sophomore. Now, were you a, I'm a well, obviously, you, you weren't a CGL as a freshman. So, what kind of made you, what spurred that decision of wanting to become, like, a leader like that? Um, well, yeah, towards the latter in the last year, um, just in kind of doing an evaluation of, I believe, the way God's gifted me and, and things that I, I, just the way that I'm wired, um, I, I felt like a calling to ministry. I don't want to use the word felt, a calling to ministry. I decided that I want to go into ministry and do vocational ministry. And seeing CGL is a beautiful opportunity to just hone, you know, they say, obviously in the setting of the local church, but even in a setting here at Liberty, I can hone my spiritual gift of like shepherding and, you know, um, pouring into others in that way, come alongside them. Um, as a, a pastor would have to do one day, 
I saw just CGL ministry as a beautiful opportunity to get to put that into practice and to hone my spiritual gift in that way. Just learning to love guys and be there for them and teach them when necessary, but also just listen and be there for them. I mean, 90% of what I do is just listen and I care and I pray for them and things. And and 10% of the time I may, may share a word from scripture that I know, but I'm still growing in that too. And I'm nowhere near where I can be teaching guys. I mean, I had a guys on the hall last year, like my RAs and people like Manny Solomon and Taylor McDuff um, and and Joseph Daughtry who just came to me and said, James, you know, we think you'd make a great CGL. You should definitely apply. Hmm. Um, And then the one that put the icing on the cake was my CGL last year who I loved and I'm still close with him to this day and we still meet one-on-one. Joel Campbell John Hmm. came to me and said, James, as my Timothy, I was his Timothy, like, um, I, he's like, I, I want you to apply for CGL. I think you'd be a great one. And I'm like, let's do it, man. Let's do it. And I prayed about it. Mm. Felt nothing but peace about it. Um, and yeah, God definitely wanted me here. Right. Now, I was thinking with, with all this, you clearly are, you know, well-spoken, and like well thought out in your faith. But how do you feel about... I should say that, uh, like, last night, Daniel was saying that liberty kind of exists, like, in a bubble. So, with, the, like, the Christianity here. So, what do you think about, like, modern Christianity or, like, how the world kind of perceives it? That's, like, that's, like, a pretty, I know, like, a deep, like, a deep question. It's but like loaded, yeah. That is a loaded question. What do I think about modern Christianity? Right, kind of how it's perceived in the world, like right now I mean to me personally I feel like the more and more time that goes on uh, they're just the news tends to show the the bad people that are distorting the word like I mentioned last night like you know those college campuses like the people with signs like they say you know like like uh, you know you're gonna go to hell if you're like you're, you're gay or something like that and it's just like that's distorting the word and that's just spreading the like bad public view of Christians, which I think Christians are the complete opposite. Most people here and most Christians that I know like spread God's love. I just feel like the media and just that in general kind of contorts and twists the the view. So I'm just like wondering your two cents on that. Like Yeah, um I mean, you know, Christianity across the world is definitely different you know, um, not in its roots. Obviously, it wouldn't be Christianity if it was different at the, at the roots, but mm-hmm. in the way Christianity is perceived from country to country um, and just amongst different people groups, you know, there's, I mean, there are believers living underground in China right now who can't even mutter, mutter the name of Jesus without being, you know, killed or facing trial for that. And, you know, there's people in the Middle East as well, just in... Um, areas filled with like the Taliban and, and just anti-Christian, you know, terrorist groups that live each day in, in major fear of persecution. Mm-hmm. And here in the States, I mean, we, we face a different time. You know, we face persecution nonetheless, but a different kind of persecution. Um, and the idea that, you know, the world and in the mistakes of, of some Christians and the sin that has been revealed in their lives, um, they have just, you know, this nation and the world has wrongfully 
labeled all Christians as the same, being right. the same way. And mm-hmm. like the biggest example I can think about that is the um <laughs> the Jerry Jr. sex scandal mm. and when that documentary came out. The Hulu um, one? The yeah, mm-hmm. God forbid that one. I mean I, I watched like fifteen minutes of that and then I turn it off and just seeing these clips where it you know whoever I mean it's the the pool pool boy guy who did the documentary but just did he like he was like interviewed in it and stuff I I never saw it he's the one he's the one who did it's his documentary it's it's about he made it it's about him Uh, oh okay someone published it for him like and did all the work for him but someone came to him and I think he opened up and finally shared his side of the story and um but in that uh yeah, there's obviously what Jerry Jr. did was like major wrong, right. and his wife especially in that, and that sin that was revealed, and they they claimed at least to be Christians, um, and our university and what we stand for here and our our conservative Christian values came under heavy attack just from the media just for that reason. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I guess to get back to the question, modern Christianity does does have its flaws. Mm-hmm. Um, just the idea that we've got away from a lot of sound doctrine. You know, a lot of churches don't preach the word anymore like they, they used to and like they should. Um, people have started to manipulate, like you said, scripture to fit their narrative, to fit their lifestyle, to fit their sin. Um, skipping over passages that, um, you know, share... Skipping over passages that they know will spark and ignite conviction in their hearts just for the sole purpose of they can say, you know, right. I'm still preaching the word, just not certain parts of it. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, the world's watching, man. The world's always right. been watching. So, No, I, I completely understand what you're saying. Like, I 100% agree. I, I think just one of the, the major factors is the news. Like you were saying, hmm. I think... I've always noticed that the news... I, I Personally, I don't watch the news. Because, in my opinion, I feel like they only report on negative things. Like, when you ever see the news... Like, reporting on something positive. I mean, they do. But typically, it's always going to be something negative. Or, mm-hmm. same with politics. That's why I don't really tend to get myself into politics. Because I feel like it's just a rat race of, of people... Just, like, going at one another. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, will I probably get into it one day? Yes, but as of right now, I feel like it's, all it is is I feel like any political figure or, like, even, even the president, like, they can solve cancer, but, like, people are going to start complaining about, like, world hunger. Like, it's just that I feel like people are never, I don't want to say satisfied, but content, I guess. There's something is always the problem in, in those type of things, and I think you can relate that back to their, like, views of, of religion and all that. But I was saying... You mentioned um, churches not not uh, like manipulating the word and and not preaching the Bible anymore. Like, can you like expand on that? Like, what are they doing instead of uh, of instead of teaching the Bible? Like, what are they? You know, how are they doing that? Yeah. So, I mean, the biz- biggest example that I mean, at least I'm, I thankfully I don't think I mean I can't recall. Gosh, ever stepping foot into a church where that like that has been preached. Um, but there's a reason now I'm not at all going to bash topical. So there's like two, the the two, the two, there may be others, but the two, to my knowledge, the two major preaching styles are topical preaching and expositional preaching. Mm -hmm. 
um, or like expository preaching. Um, topical preaching is a pastor or minister will pick a topic. Let's say, um, you know, pride or um, humility. What's the Bible say on humility? Marriage, you know, sexual sin. Like they'll pick a topic and then they'll find scripture to support a claim on that topic, you know, saying, hey, we're going to talk about marriage. This is what the Bible says about marriage. And on a Sunday morning service or through a, you know, Wednesday evening service, depending on what type of church you go to, they will discuss that topic, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's expository preaching where you'll go through a select piece of scripture. Like, let's say, let's go, we're going to go through Colossians chapter one, the first five verses, or like Colossians chapter one, Versus, I believe it's like 12 through 18 that talks about like the centrality of Christ, Mm -hmm. like that piece of scripture. We're going to go through that scripture and hear what the word has to say, preach the word through that. And then after preaching the word, draw our, draw away claims from like that, that, that scripture makes like teachable things, interpreting the scripture, understanding this is how it applies to our life. Right. Now, I mean, the much more popular kind is expository style preaching and you see that a lot at um churches at least in this area um and i on i mean if if you're if you're preaching the word right and you're going verse by verse seeking to have the scripture teach itself and teach the congregation and not you pulling and picking the scripture that you want to fit your topic Mm. and your discussion you really can't go wrong with expository style preaching. Now you can, you can misinterpret scripture and you can still manipulate it, but it's a lot harder than if you were to do like topical right. um, preaching. So. Mm. So have you had any problems with like convocation or like some convocation speakers or uh, not problems, just way like disagreements on how they, they, they preach the word. Um, sometimes, yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't think I'd be in the position to like share a right, 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 right. example, but yeah, sometimes, I mean, sometimes someone will walk up there on that stage with, with a good message, right? Okay. <laughs> Falwell will say it himself. Jonathan will say it himself that Liberty is not a church. Rutledge says it too. Liberty is not a church, right? right. Mm-hmm. So if, if you're walking into convocation, with the mindset that you're going to be fed from God's word, you're walking in there with the wrong mindset, right? If you're walking into campus community with the mindset that like, you're going to be fed in the same way that you can be fed through a local church, you're walking in with the wrong mindset. And that's a CGL saying that. Like OSD does a fantastic job with vetting and choosing speakers. Like when David Nasser has come to spoke before, speak before, like Dr. Wheeler, Wes Franklin, these guys, they, they preach scripture and they teach well from it, right? But it's just something different about going to a church, being involved in that local church and going through a sermon series with that pastor, understanding their preaching and teaching style, understanding like that church's doctrine and that church's beliefs, you know, and how that church is going to teach you and how that church, church is going to give you tangible ways to apply that scripture to your life. Right. Whereas campus community and convo, you walk away with more of like motivation. Mm. Like, 
I can definitely learn in those environments, and I do. Camp, campus community more than convo. Right. And, and I walk away from a lot of convos this year very spurred on in the faith, very encouraged. The time of worship is very intimate and, I, in my opinion, very, very Christ-centered. Mm. But I'm not walking in there with the mindset of like, yeah, this is my time in the Word today, man. I'm gonna, they're going to blow me away with right. their teaching mm-hmm. of Scripture. And yeah. Yeah, I think that's why Liberty emphasizes going to church on Sunday so much. Mm. And why I, I was actually surprised that they didn't have church in like, uh, in, in like I don't want to say... Um, Force church or, or almost require church on Sundays. I feel like it's important because they're, they're making it your decision, your decision to follow the faith on Sunday, yeah. and not just going to require things. Which is why also what you said about campus community kind of getting more out of it. I do feel like um, it's more intentional, like that whole thing. And I do feel like the speakers there. I don't want to say they they care more about it, but I feel like the atmosphere there is a little more. I don't. Know, I don't. I don't know. Just more intentional. Than, than convocation, almost. But, you know, who am, I, who, am I, who am I to say in the end? Yeah, I mean, camp, people at Campcom are there by their own choice, you know? Exactly. Other than CGLs, but they chose, or CGLs and RSs, they chose to be in that position. Right. So. Now, how do you feel the, the hall is uh, this year, so far? Well, were you in the same, were you in 25-1 last year, too? Or? I was. Mm. So, how is, it, how is it different? How is it, how is it the same? Oh, it's a loaded question. <laughs> um, here's what I'll say. I love the hall this year. It has been a wild ride with you boys, and it has been really fun. Um, we have a lot of uh, personality on this hall, which is fun. Guys like Corey, guys like Seabass, just hearing his podcast last night. He has so much energy. I love it. Um, just funny guys like Ludwig who will do the stupidest stuff ever. I heard he ran out butt naked. Was it yesterday <laughs> or today? It's, it's been multiple uh, times. It's been multiple times he's done that. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to claim to have been present for any of those. <laughs> um, that's not even stuff I was thinking of. Like, he just he does fun stuff. Right. Um, but, yeah. You, uh, I mean, being a sophomore and this being my second year on 25-1, you're always going to love your freshman year at liberty Mm -hmm. like your freshman year at liberty is going to seem it probably will never be topped just because you're a freshman you're in a new place like new scenery new people new experiences right a new culture you've never been in before right studying new subjects and a subject that honestly you want to be studying right it's your degree rather than the forced subjects in high school you know nice beautiful campus so much to do here like freshman year is a vibe and it, I mean, there's days I wake up like, oh man, I wish I was a freshman again, just because the each day is is something new. Whereas sophomore, you've kind of lived it before, mm-hmm. you know. I've I've lived, you know, uh, October fourth, twenty twenty one, right? I've lived it now, October fourth, twenty twenty two. Now, mm-hmm. it's not the same. It's not the same at all in that way, but it's almost like a, a second time around, right? Um, so I mean, I. I loved our hall last year. It was really something special to me. And I, I, there's guys on that hall that I will be friends with for the rest of my life. And they'll be invited to my wedding. And mm. hopefully, I mean, I know a few that are hopefully coming up on their engagements that I, I'll get a wedding <laughs> invite in the mail. But, uh, dude, I, I'm, I've loved the memories I've made so far with this hall. And I, I'm excited to 
to make more in the spring, bro. Mm. You guys have been so much fun to just like watch slays. Mm. Yeah, I feel like the spring's gonna be really good because I feel like we're kind of past that phase of I don't say being awkward. No, it's not awkward, but everyone knows each other now. Mm. Like I can just like walk in any room I want and like just say sup to all the guys there. So that phase of kind of no one. You know, a guy walks in the bathroom, you just kind of do the head nod at him. <laughs> now you, like, dap him up, say his name, ask how he's been. So I'm with you. That's good. I do have some kind of questions for you about, uh, I don't know I really had to propose this, but I was thinking earlier, uh, does the the Bible addresses, does it, does it I'm, I, I'm not trying to take scripture out of context here, but doesn't necessarily say that women should be silent during the church? Or, or should they shouldn't be pastors, right? Essentially, that's that's their role. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I want to talk about this. But I, just, but I was thinking, because liberty. Personally, I'm I'm chilling. That that's fine by me, because I'm thinking for convocation, that's still like a pastoral service. I said, hey, more power to them. You know, I'm for that. But I'm just wondering, and this isn't your, and we don't have to say this is your necessarily your opinion. I'm just saying what the Bible, what the Bible says. I guess so and I, I don't mean to get like you know so deep on it like we, you know we can cut this part out if you want but like this is just a question I've been thinking about but if it's too like I don't want to say like mm. who, who who listens to your podcast uh, like a lot of people like right now like what is it what's the demographic uh, I share it in like the boys and girls group chat my parents back my friends and family back home so we can just cut this if you want no 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 it's, it's fine um, I mean, I'll, I'll, let me, let me preface this with, um, uh, <laughs> two, I'll preface this with two things. One, one is it holds no value whatsoever. And the other holds the eternal value in the, I don't want to say argument, but in the, um, debate that is, is really wildly, it's discussed too often, like these issues of, and I, I this, this is an appropriate time to discuss them right here. But like in a, in a setting, of really important value, right, of important discussion of we could be talking about like, more important things. It's not always wise to be talking about like should women be pastors, should only men be pastors, right? But I mean the Bible does. All right, let me just go. Let me go into this. All right, so. Um, in the pastoral epistles, uh, which are First and Second Timothy, and then Titus, I don't believe there's another one. Um, Paul, so Paul in First and Second Timothy, um, is obviously writing to Timothy, um, who is his star pupil, like just a, a guy he's discipled and mentored, he's pouring into, um, and then Titus is another man who. Uh, is almost like Paul's second Timothy. Paul doesn't have anywhere near the same relationship with uh, Titus that he does Timothy, but Titus is still someone who, um, you know, Paul respects enough to just be pouring into. So Titus is the pastor of a church. It is, I should, I should know it. I mean, if I, if I looked in my notes from my um, Bible class, I could tell you what church, I don't want to say, Antioch but he's the pastor of a church and then Timothy is as well and he's writing to them uh, and the and the main theme of those letters 
uh, is kind of just he's sharing what are the what are you to look for in appointing pastors and elders of the church, right? And he he also mentions deacons as well in those texts. There's a difference between a deacon and an elder. Um, and these are actually, these are cool topics that in some of my Bible classes next semester mm-hmm. we'll probably go into because these are church issues, right? When you're entering into a church, especially in a pastoral position, the question is always going to arise, would you allow a woman to do the roles of, a, of an elder? Would you allow a woman to do the roles of a deacon? Scripture, and honestly, I'll pull it up right now. Let's just do that because mm. I want to have the Bible preach it, not me. Um, so I believe, and as a Christian, I believe you should believe, um, that the Bible is the inerrant, infallible, inspired word of God, meaning that it is applicable now just as much as it was then. Mm. And the context that it was then, it is applicable just as much now. Not in all the same ways, like when Paul is writing to um, like Corinth in First uh, and Second Corinthians, like a lot of the issues of that time, like women wearing head coverings, for example, was significant to the culture in that time period because women wore head coverings in that time. Women don't wear head coverings in Western culture in this time today, right? So it's it's no longer applicable in that manner. But just talking about elders and deacons, it would still be. Um, so, okay, so in 1 Timothy chapter 3, the title of this section is Qualifications for Overseers, which is just another word for elders. So, verse 1, the saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well, with all dignity keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of evil. Or, I'm sorry, condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders, so that he may not fall into the disgrace, into a snare of the devil. So I'll like stop right there. The next section is qualifications for deacons. So saying, you know, scripture is the inspired, infallible, inerrant word of God. You know, Paul, in writing this letter, is very key to say he desires a noble task. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife. Self-controlled, not drunk, or things like that. He must manage his own household well. So... Could you, could you make the argument that Paul is also saying a woman who's the woman of one husband could also fit that role just as well? Right. Sure. I mean, if, if people want to sway that way and... It's up and, to the interpretation. Honestly, right? But, I mean, we have to be careful as much how much are we interpreting Scripture and how much are we just letting Scripture speak for itself. Right. Because sometimes things can be misinterpreted, mm-hmm. and the Bible addresses that too. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it does. Yes. Just like not distorting, like scripture yes. and everything. Yes. Yeah. Um. Deacons. Oh, so like you know, Leighton Moore. This man wrote a beautiful paper. Um, maybe you get a. I don't know if he'll be on the, be on the hall next semester, but. Um, 
He would have beautiful. Wait, is he not? Is he not in the hall this semester? No, he is. Okay, he's I was in say. Ryan and Nathan's room. Oh, okay, okay. Um, he wrote a beautiful paper. Me and him were talking about it on. Uh, can women be pastors or elders? And then he wrote another paper on can women be pastors and deacons? And he would make the claim that women cannot be elders or pastors, but he would make the claim that they can be deacons. Um, Now, what's the difference between all three of those? Okay, so uh, elder and pastor are synonymous. It's an elder is a... An elder should be able to teach as much as a pastor. Depending on the size of your church or the layout of your church's constitution, you may have multiple elders or pastors... Um, lots of churches in the south though predominantly have like one pastor and then maybe like a board of elders and if the pastor were to like have to step down for reasons or go on sabbatical Mm -hmm. or be ill or something those elders could step in yeah there's many elders like there's like an elder board i remember from my old church Mm -hmm. so what would be be a deacon then yeah so a deacon is a a deacon is like a caretaker of the church of the body so uh in in, the best way i can describe it is the church i grew up in we actually didn't have elders we had one senior pastor and then a board of deacons and the deacons were in charge of we're a pretty small church a congregation of 200 300 people there was like 10 deacons and each deacon had around like 20 to 30 families that they cared for Mm. um they checked in on those people, you know, went house to house, door to door, just caring for them. Deacons help just facilitate um, things within the church. Uh, I mean, it says in so verse 8 of First Timothy chapter 3, Deacons likewise must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience, and let them also be tested first. Then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Hmm. Their wives, likewise, must be dignified, not slanderous, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children in their own households well. For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. Mm. Um, so, with, with all that being said... Uh, <laughs> Um, so I, I believe it's Phoebe. Phoebe was a deacon in, in scripture. Phoebe was a deacon. And I'm pretty sure it's reverse where Paul is commending Phoebe for what she did as a deacon. Mm. Um, so that immediately right there, like Paul condone it. Paul, the, the church planter himself, condone women being in the role of, of deacons. And then elders being able to teach. <laughs> um... Yeah, it it's so it's so right. commonly debated. I don't really want right. to take a stand. It's a, it's, on a, it. it's a highly debated topic, of course. Now, I, w- I will say, uh, for for I was I was thinking this about the other day too. Now, the current version of the Bible we have, right, is is um the Bible. Like every single book in the Bible has been found. That we well has there like so anyway. So let's let me let me kind of propose my question to you. So previously, there had to be some sort of distance for all the books of the Bible to be discovered, technically, right? So how are we to know that these are all the books of the Bible? If kind of in between more and more books were added, well, would you know how, how long each book of the Bible was kind of found from? Or were they all found relatively close? No, they're, they're the script, like they're all, they've come from a variety of different manuscripts and right. scrolls. 
Um, so were they all found in like recent in like very near each other, or like? I'm pretty sure they're dispersed out. That, that's that's a question for my study Bible or like right. yeah, the, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. class. Um, I know. Um, I I know that all scripture that is deemed canon and that it is in our holy Bible today is allowed to be in there because it has a certain rating like it can be traced and backed up by like certain a certain amount of like other manuscripts right. and other scrolls and texts and also like a big debate or is at least in some to some people it was like the book of enoch um like the book of enoch is someone to say is it canon scripture someone to say isn't canon scripture amongst like the modern day I mean modern is like quite a while ago um modern church as a whole uh Enoch is considered to be it's not considered to be canon but it's considered to be like supportive text like if you want to go further into your bible reading and understand like some of the historical context of like who Enoch was um you can read the book of Enoch, but it's not to be seen as like quotable scripture, like where it says in First Timothy three sixteen that all scripture is God breathed, like profitable for teaching, right. like other things like training and righteousness. Enoch would not be like right. deemed that. So I'm assuming like God or, or Jesus didn't like don't have any speaking roles or like or if the, so because if they did, then wouldn't that technically be the word of God though? What book is it? Is it? Is it Ruth? I don't think God is mentioned at all in the book of Ruth. Okay. Interesting. Hold on. I'm like, I wonder how, how, like, is there generally a lot? Of course, you can answer this after after you, you do that. But like, you mentioned canon and non-canon scripture. Like, I'm so curious about that now. Like. Is, en- is, is Enoch the only one of the only like kind of debated non like non scriptural books or? I'm sure there's others. It's the only one to my knowledge. It's like the right. most popular mm-hmm. that is, I guess, debated amongst you know the Liberty student. Mm-hmm. Hold on, Ryan is calling me. No, you're good. It's on the podcast, bro. Hello. I'm I'm doing my podcast with Brayden. What's up? I'm Brayden. I'm, yeah. Okay, come come be my guest. Yeah, sure. We would love to have you. Ryan's gonna walk in. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I mean, talk to me about like uh, your your journey with Christ. Like, when when did you when did you believe in Him? Mm. Testimony time. Hey, Ryan Anderson. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Anderson is in the room. <laughs> he just asked me my, uh, my when when my relationship with Christ began, and then you walked in the room. Yeah, hey. that was like <laughs> a sign. Hey. Right. <laughs> yeah, have a oh, seat if wow. you want. This, this couch looks legendary, man. Yeah, I got it for free off Facebook Marketplace. That's where I got my couch. We, we, need for to free. Do, we need to do another feature episode where it's me and you talking about stupid stuff. Because me and Ryan talked about having our own podcast. Really? You guys should just do it. 
Well, <laughs> Wait, Ryan doesn't think he has the time, but Brayden does it like one of these literally every night for like an hour. You can't do it one hour every night. Yeah, it's it's pretty simple. Every and we can night? record episodes ahead. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Like, no offense, but this I have to do winter break episodes like ahead of time. Yeah, this is so it'll come out next week. I'm honored that I get to jump in on this. Yeah, I mean, why don't you guys do it? You should. Do you know what like stuff to use? Uh, I used to have a podcast in the past. That's why I have some hesitancy with with experience. Right. Um, but other than that, like, I'd totally be down with more of, like, a biblically-centered podcast. Yeah. Um, I think the idea that James and I were throwing around were, were like, you know, every, you know, every two biblical white dudes deciding to... Oh. Uh, just hop on a podcast and, and do a little Bible study. That's but, the title? No, <laughs> I mean, we, we're workshopping it. We'd call um, it oh, no, I was thinking, like, the Paul and Barnabas. That's pretty good. Like, the P&B? Yeah. Would you use Anchor? Or is, is your old, spot, is your, is your old uh, podcast on Spotify? Mm, or did you just delete it off the face of there? I think it's still on there. What's it about? Uh, it's called Driving with Donovan and Ryan. <laughs> um, so feel free to go look it up. Uh, it was a buddy of mine from high school. Uh, who no longer talks to me. <laughs> uh, him and I decided to start it because he, that's his dream is to do like radio, mm-hmm. um, like sports radio. And he was like, let's, let's jump into it and like, see what it's like. And then we started just driving in his car, going to get food, wherever people would recommend us doing. And we just eat and talk about whatever. Mm. It was a lot of fun. A lot of people really liked it. How long um, were the conversations typically? How long were the episodes? Like an hour, hour and a half. Where did, where like, did y'all we went pretty drive? Long. We well, it wasn't necessarily we drove far. We just went to places in our town and ate items that people liked. Mm-hmm. Um, like we did an episode of the McRib. Oh yeah, how was that? that? Was back. It was so bad. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, ne- I I at the time did not like sauces. Like I wasn't a condiment type of guy, mm-hmm. um, and that was like my first experience with barbecue sauce. Right, and I was like, this is just nasty. This is not what I thought ribs would taste like. Um, then finding out that the McRib is just spit up garbage. Mm. Um, then we tried breakfast at Wendy's. You ever tried breakfast at Wendy's? Not really, no. Very, very good. Really? Did, like little potato wedges. It's good. Wow. Um, we did we did a Sonic episode. Um, yeah. Um, and we did a few... We did multiple Sonic episodes. We did a Sheets episode. Because mm. um, I'm from... I'm from southern pennsylvania so Mm. we have a lot of sheets around that area just specifically not in my hometown even though they're all over it's like we're like a little gap Mm -hmm. um but yeah it was a lot of fun and that was um gearing up towards the 2020 election Mm. so we (laughs) we we had our our uh, staunch picks Mm. um for everything and and we argued about politics and it was it was a blast Mm. Um, but yeah, we had to, we, we closed it down just because we, we were going off in our separate directions right. and it probably wasn't the best that we, uh, we kept it going, but we had a, such a blast with it. And then he, he ghosted me. <laughs> Man. Now that you're, now you're both here, James, how did you meet Ryan? Oh my goodness. 
this? It was probably in this room. Is this age appropriate? Oh my goodness! This was your room last year. What? This is? was in 102. Um, this is in. I'm trying to. I'm trying to live the legacy on. <laughs> yeah, but it's a one man van right now. Um. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Tim and Nines are good. How did I meet Ryan? Okay, I, I, can't, I honestly can't remember our first interaction. Like, no. Well, how'd you guys get close, I, I should say? Oh. Like, not like your first, like... we get like, close? I don't want to talk about the driving factor that means... <laughs> We're not talking about the glue that threw us together. Um, uh, well... So, so there's, been... there's... Okay, so there's, there's, there is three, three Padres who were on the hall last year. Okay, and then there are yeah. four total, though. Okay, we call them the 305 boys. They got their own podcast, too. Let me plug it. It's called Becoming Nothing. Okay, <laughs> with Manny Solomon. It's, it's a, it's a like, plan words, but it's Becoming Nothing so that he can be everything, mentioning Christ. And it is Manny Solomon, right? Uh, Luke Roscoe, uh, James DeFries, and then Blake Reed. Um, the first three of those guys. We're in room three. Well, no, 104. 104. 104 last year. Um, so Sean McIntyre's room. Manny, yeah, Sean McIntyre's room this year. Manny, James, and Roscoe took up to discipling Ryan uh, right around the same time that they took up discipling me, as long with like, uh, along with like Nathan Smith um, and a few other guys in the hall, just hanging out with us, pouring into us. And from that, obviously, me and Ryan started to slowly spend more time together because we were spending time with Manny and them. And then uh, it's funny because me and Ryan realized that we're nothing alike in a lot of ways. And yet we are very alike Mm. in a lot of ways. And just in our shared, shared love for those four men and the role they played in our life and and our shared love for the 25-1 culture and for the boys in this hall and for the mission that we stand behind and our shared love for liberty, for sports. Um, you know, we have kind of naturally been like a duo. Mm. But yeah, I'd kind of just give it credit to those people just who brought us together as friends, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was blanking out that, that you know, things. a lot of that time just because, you know, freshman year was not fun for a lot of people, um, me included. Um, but yeah, I, I do remember that those four guys brought a lot of us all together. Like Nathan and I started to get close because of those dudes. And now we're, we're roommates and James has got the text. He's going to move into my room next year, um, next semester. Sorry. Um, he's moving across the hall into, into our room. Um, I don't know if that's public knowledge yet, but it is now. It is now. This is Um, exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) So the vibe cave's going to get a little bit of a change. Um, but yeah, I mean, James and I got really close over the summer. Um, just due to a lot of developing things in our life that were happening. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you come out of freshman year, it's kind of like a, you know, you're holding it all together and then you leave school and it's like, (sighs) and some, some of like the, the pushing of the air out, um, the exhale brings a lot of baggage. And for him and I, it brought a lot of that. Mm. Um, and we, we bonded over a lot of those things because we both had our out, uh, outcoming circumstances that Mm -hmm. needed dealt with 
And him and I just kind of shared that bond because, mm. you know, not only did those guys in that room bring us together, but it brought us together in our in our ever-changing and ever-growing uh, pursuit of, you know, ministry through each other. Mm. If that makes any kind of sense. No, it definitely um, makes sense. But, yeah, I mean, James and I are really close this year just because um, a lot of the stuff over the summer seemed to, uh, seemed to have brought us kind of on the same playing field in that Barnabas Paul stage. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he's he's more of an institutionalized leader due to his role, but, um, you know, I look at my ministry as, you know, through this uh, this new camp called Camp Love, um, where I'm where I've been named the uh, tech and media leader, wow. dealing with their social media. Uh, we're making merch. Yeah, um, really good at like designing stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm going to be doing pretty much none of it. <laughs> really, I'm just going to be the faci- camp? yep. The camp? I'm going to be facilitating other leaders to do it. Interesting. Um, it was it was one of the funny things that I had to had to deal with was like, oh, I didn't, I wouldn't be actually doing any of the work. I'd just be facilitating other people to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean. James and I have gotten close over the culture and just trying to um, cultivate that for other guys. And, uh, you know, we're, you know, obviously in our, our room, we're going to be looking up to, to pick up three or four guys that'll end up heading up the next group of leaders for this hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, none of us really got started with those dudes until spring semester. Right. Um, and that's a continual, you know, kind of, what's the word? Um, something that I have to consistently remember mm-hmm. because I know that like even in the stage that I am that I wouldn't be able to minister to a guy in the sense that they were spring um, is so much better hmm? said spring is always so much better yeah spring is so much better because yeah. you're, you're with guys for five months right. you come back and it's like alright like yeah, let's get started Let, let's start like really developing these relationships mm-hmm. and, and that's where James and I's relationship started to develop and and, you know, I started to find the mentors in my life that I have now and, and same with him. And yeah, so. Mm-hmm. And is it like the thing for the circle kind of you want to stay in the whole hall all four years? Um, you know, I'm praying over that because um, somebody, not somebody, uh, I had a friend who kind of threw on the idea about me going and being an RA on the hill um, just because of like culture. Um, right. I look at the culture on the hill as being more geared towards like how I am as a human being and that with the circle, you know, James would be able to handle that a lot better. Um, the, and I don't think I'm going to be given 25 one. Oh, uh, he doesn't think, um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, uh-uh. that's discrediting yourself, man. You gotta believe in <laughs> don't yourself. Don't discredit yourself. Come on, come on. Humbly, brother. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I mean, I, I've got a lot of stuff that's going to happen next year. And, and, you know, if the Lord blesses me with an opportunity to, to bring up dudes on 25-1 as the, as the RA, like, that'll be such a blessing. Mm-hmm. And then I'll look forward to it, and it'll be something that I'll be praying about. But if he brings me to a place like the shoe or the circle or the, the hill or, you know, even East or uh, the other commons, you know, I, I'll still be blessed there. Right. Um, then I'll be able to pour into dudes there the same way that I've been able to do, you know, at least trying to do this semester and hopefully we'll do a lot next semester. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely see myself staying four years. Um, if that's in the Lord's will, I don't know. Mm. It's all up to him. Right. Now you both mentioned freshman year was like a pretty difficult time. So for all the freshmen that like would be listening to this, what advice would you have for them? Like to make, to kind of make the best out of their first year. Do you have any thoughts? I have thoughts. Go first. Yeah. Um, freshman year, I look at as when you, when you're in high school, um, it's four years of developing yourself into somebody who's going to be continually developed throughout college. Right. Um, and the way that I looked at freshman year was a lot of the problems that I had been kind of harboring over the last four years in high school or even in the last 18 years of my life had started to come up over freshman year. And it was like, hey, you know, A, B, and C, here are the problems that you are dealing with or that you've been dealing with that are now kind of up. You know, they're a little bit more vulnerable now. Um, you know, I experienced heartbreak freshman year. I experienced lots of uh, anxiety episodes and, you know, I finally came to terms with what I thought my mental health status was. And, you know, a lot of my friendships were very um, childlike and, and not really, you know, dove into. But now going into sophomore year, I'm able to see a lot of those friendships flourish and, you know, get deeper and more, you know, ministry-based where it's not just like, hey, let's go cook out at 1 a.m., but more... <laughs> Um, you know, let's talk about, you know, deep theology for an hour and a half, or, uh, let's just enjoy a time around the fire where we can just be in community with one another. Right. Let's start a camp together mm-hmm. or, um, did you make camp love? Like, no, no, oh, that okay, was, okay. so the way that that is, is it's, it's new to Liberty, but it's not new to, uh, Grand Canyon University. They right. started in, I believe it was spring 2021. And that fall 2021, they brought it to Liberty with a second college campus to have it. And from what I understand, last time I checked, we're at six college campuses now. Mm. Um, and we're about to start our spring retreat that, um, you know, I humbly got brought on to that I'm really excited about. Um, but <laughs> James is looking at memes from this year, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, advice to the freshman is just be content with the whole process mm-hmm. because when you're a freshman, everything is new to you and everything, you know, will come at a surprise. And just be content in the fact that, like, hey, you've got three more years to work on a lot of this stuff. If you see it now and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to get over this. You know, I've got bad money issues or I've got bad, um, you know, I've got bad style or I have bad relationships with women. Like you've got three more years to work on that before you go out into the real world and do that. And the opportunities that you have here at Liberty are unique to any more um, to any school that I've ever walked on to because it's a it's a community that's fostered to help each other run towards Christ more Mm -hmm. and. You know, I've been able to set up with two amazing mentors that I meet with weekly and James meets with so many guys uh, weekly and those dudes just want to pour into you and they want to be able to see you get better and get on a better, um, you know, side with God Mm. Um, and being complacent in the process is completely okay. And that's the only advice that I give because 
everybody's gonna have their moments this year where they're, you know, vulnerable and they feel like everything's going wrong, but in fact it's not, and right. it's supposed to be that way. Mm. So yeah, if that, yeah. Right, what would you say, James? Advice for freshmen. Um... Yeah, uh, I don't know, I, I had a freshman year experience, uh, <laughs> yeah, just, coming as a freshman, you're, you're what, 17, 18 years old, I mean, if it's your first year, if you've taken a gap year or something, you know, at, at most you can be maybe 20, 21 years old, that, that's even, you know, we put a, a lot of weight on a 20 or 21 year old. Um, we put a lot of weight on an 18, 19 year old, put a lot of weight on a 17, 18 year old. Like you're a freshman, you're young, right? Let, let, let's, let's start just with the simple things. I would just, I would, yeah, my advice would be just start simple. Like take right. this time that God has given you to just build discipline into your life. Like, if you don't know Jesus, that needs to be, obviously, happen really before mm-hmm. anything, is you need to Amen. to build and decide, right, that you're going to begin to walk that walk with Jesus and to take up your cross daily and follow right. him. And that comes in the form of discipline in areas of your life, and whether it's found within, like, the spiritual disciplines, like building a strong prayer life, right, building a, a strong Bible reading plan, building a strong, like devoting a, a, a decent amount of time to like maybe Bible studies, like just meeting with other men or, you know, when, when appropriate and necessary co-ed, just doing Bible reading together and going through scripture together. Um, take, take some time to, to, I don't want to, I don't want to use the word like find yourself, right? You should find your identity in Christ and him alone, but God is uniquely wired and created each of us to be different from another, right? So find the way God, find your giftings, and, and you find those best in the local church. So find yourself a local church. Begin to serve there. Like, meet people there. Make friends there. Find a mentor there. Um, you know, meet the pastor. Ask the pastor to lunch, you know. Right. Um, just things like that. I mean, yeah, school school's important. Obviously, we, we come to school... Your, your, your number one priority here should be your, and anywhere you go, should be your relationship with Christ. And right behind that here, like immediately right behind that, should be your academics. So if you need to be, because you need to study, be that kid who's, who's willing to sacrifice time with friends, who's willing to sacrifice the fun midnight mayhem hockey game because you have an exam the next day, although those are on Friday, wrong, wrong example. Like just... Right now, I get what you're saying. Yeah, sacrifice for the sake of your of your academics because that's why you're here, and right. you do represent Christ and how in, in in your not necessarily your performance, but the effort you put into your classes. Mm-hmm. Um, build build lasting friendships, and don't put a lot of expectation on the friendship to last a lifetime. Put a lot of emphasis on the friendship to last for eternity, in the sense that you're pouring in to the person for the sake of like, yeah, I don't have to live every day for the rest of my life with you, but I want to have discipled you and I want to have poured into you to the point where you know Jesus intimately. 
Hi everyone, Brayden here. Sorry for that. This is gonna be a really weird quick cut in audio. Anchor only allows you up to record up to an hour before you have to manually start another one. So that's why James just kind of cuts in here. Bye. Part of the reason we have, you know, general education courses, study those, you know, do those courses and, and then if you feel, I don't want to use the word feel, if you decide, you know, in the way God's gifted you that you want to go a different route, I changed my major three times my semester, freshman year, three times. I came into Liberty with criminal psychology, decided I wanted to do exercise science, strength and conditioning, then switched from exercise science, strength and conditioning to exercise science, therapeutic science, decided I want to be a physical therapist. And then I switched from that to biblical studies, and I've been with biblical studies, biblical studies ever since. Mm. So, you know, just just find just find who God's called you to be, the way He's gifted you. Um, you don't have to understand His lifelong plans for you. Heck, you don't even need to understand God's plans for your life when you're a senior in college, and that might that might rustle a lot of feathers, but. Jesus, <clears throat> Jesus in the Lord's Prayer prays, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. God, he doesn't ask God to give me my daily bread for last week. He didn't ask God to give him his daily bread for tomorrow or for the next day or for two weeks or for six weeks or for six years or for 60 years. He asked God to give him his, his daily bread for a day. Yes, have the future on your mind and understand you, you will leave college one day and you will need to start a life and start a career. But just focus on the manna for today. Focus on what God has placed before you today and just be faithful in that and everything else will fall into place. Right. That was a little bit of a tangent. No, that's fine. That's like the whole point. But I do want to like reaffirm with you guys like I think even though like I understand that like freshman year was difficult and stuff but I feel like the people that you guys are now like so many people on the hall like look up to you guys like i remember james like the first hall meeting like we when you threw wasn't it like andrew's like andrew threw your phone or whatever yeah <laughs> like andrew i still remember that like so phone. i just want to like let you guys know like a lot of people in the hall like yeah. look up to you guys and like i personally me like i think you guys are like some of the coolest people like here like just like as men like men at god like you always i don't know you guys always went on your way to say hi to me yeah. like as a freshman and like that really like you know, made me feel, I don't want to say safer, but like kind of like I mattered mm. a little more because like you guys didn't know who I was, but you still went on your way to say hi and all that. It's like, you're doing like a good job and stuff. So, you know, I just want to reaffirm. Yeah, and, like, we appreciate you guys that. Know you're, you're a dog. But yeah, I mean, I was going to ask Ryan, I asked James this earlier, like, what, what do you think of the hall? Like, I think we kind of briefly touched on this, but like, how do you think the, like, how do you like the hall or like the hall culture? Like, and we were saying like what are some of the plans that you want to like try and both of you really like what are some of the things you want to try and do for the spring semester to end it out yeah um end out the spring semester um I mean like end it like we're near like an hour and a half almost so I mean like this be like our final question yeah oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) no it's good it's just good I mean we could keep it the longest episode yeah (laughs) um no I mean 
right out the spring semester. I think just with I I've always been in a thing in my life to impact others mm-hmm. is in a way through you know either acts of service or um, you know acting like Christ or just trying to be helpful or mm-hmm. be of service. Um, and that's pretty much like the only expectation that I have is to help bring others closer to Christ through whether it is my actions or things that I say or uh, things that I plan or, you know, anything right. of that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if it if it comes to the end of the spring semester and I went, well, uh, I didn't bring anybody closer to God. I, in fact, did the opposite that I would have been doing something wrong. Um, right. And, yeah, I think that's my, my full answer. Hmm. Now, James, what about, like... Would you want to try and do anything with the hall, like spring semester, like any ideas? Or are you just kind of the same boat as Ryan? Dude, I want to take the hall. Ethan knows some sick cliff jumping places, bro. What? <laughs> I'm going to take the hall cliff jumping. Let's do that. I want, um, when it gets warmer again, because, yeah, we have a decent amount of time in like August and September. And surprisingly, actually quite warm into October as well this year. So we had, like, a lot of time about what I like to call shorts weather. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, we could go hiking with the boys. Like, we, some of us went to um, McAfee's Knob, like, a few months ago. Mm, that was fun. That was a good time. What's that? McAfee's Knob. Oh, jeez, bro. It's a sick hike. The top is... We have pictures. Oh, wait. Remember uh, when we but, took pictures flexing oh, at the top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> All you guys were shirtless. Yeah. Uh, hey, y'all, y'all were shirtless. I was the cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, hall hikes, dude, when it gets warmer. Um, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm praying, dude, that it snows in January because we played snow football last year. Yep. And it was snow tackle football because it was, it snowed like six inches. So, like, I couldn't feel, I couldn't feel my hands for like, for like two days. Dude, and it was like, (laughs) oh my gosh, it was so much fun. Um, McDuffie last year RA and I'm gonna I mean he can I mean he hooked us up tonight playing soccer on the the lacrosse fields because he knows a guy on the lacrosse team he can have a friend of his flip those lights on for us and we go out as a hall and like play kickball on the lax field or we can play a game of football like two hand touch just tons of things like that like Mm um and I mean yeah if if they're you know um if there's any Joe, Joe honestly has it covered with like Brosis events. Him and like Sean McInturf, they kind of um, make solid Brosis events. Um, but in regards to like boys' hall culture, mm-hmm. just doing some alpha male mentality type <laughs> stuff, we could do a uh, uh, we could we could do a rerun of the Hideaway Run. Wink, wink. Remember the Hideaway Run that happened um, the year before our freshman year. Ethan Newkirk knows what I'm talking about. If you're listening, Ethan. What? No, we're not. I'm not talking about it. But uh, <laughs> just like more, yeah. I'm curious now, James. Uh, I, I can't. Away, I can't say it on podcast. Bro. I'm sorry. Man, it's too federal. We got. We're too it's famous. Too, too federal. <laughs> Involves too much drugs. Dang. Um, no. I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, dude, just some bonkers type of stuff. Oh, James, I was going to ask you, what's up with Winnie the Pooh? Like, uh, Can you explain to me the story behind that? Because I, I love Winnie the Pooh, too. But, like, you know, why, like... Mm. Winnie the Pooh's my drug dealer. 
Is he actually? No. <laughs> no. So, um, yeah, dude, I used to love Winnie the Pooh, bro. Um, growing up, I watched. Oh my gosh, dude! You, I you watched embody Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. That's facts, bro. <laughs> I, I am that chubby little bear. No, um, no, no. You're just very loving, like that. exactly. Aww. You know, you give hugs. Man, stop, dude! I, I give all the homies hugs. Um, but uh, yeah, I was at Disney with my mom. Well, and my fa- my family generally in May. And there's an old ride at Disney that's a Winnie the Pooh ride. It's a kitty ride. Oh, yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Where, like, the waiting area is, like, has a big tree in it, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah! I know what you're talking about. The, it's, the, it's, at the same time, the most terrifying. Oh, yeah. And the most fun ride at, because it goes two miles an hour. It's sick. But, like, there's the, um, I can't remember the creatures, but, like, the elephant creatures. Oh, yeah, with the lights. The Oompa Loompa dudes yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah I know what you're talking are about. Are they Oompa Loompa? I don't I know. I think so. They're, they're like, colorful elephants. Elephants, yes, right? yeah, they, that room out. scares the crap out of me. It's in all that dark ride. and like they're illuminating the lights. <laughs> but the gift shop at the end is so tough. Oh yeah, you're so right. It's so it's so realistic. And so stuff. my mom was like, I was like, Mom, hear me out. Sean and Caleb are down because Winnie the Pooh is like just valid. Like mm-hmm. we just meet we me Sean and Caleb decided Winnie the Pooh is valid. So I'm like, Mom, if Winnie the Pooh is valid, what do you think about decorating my room to be like a thousand acre wood or a hundred acre wood type beat? And my mm-hmm. mom was like say less mm. and just she went into the gift shop after i rode the ride with her and she took like fifty thousand pictures of me in in like the ride and gift shop is hilarious because she you know i loved it as a kid and like got me a winnie the pooh like stuffed animal dude thing my mom ordered some posters off online or whatever bought us some blankets at disney bro mm. you have the onesie too catch. right the I'm onesie pretty. she ordered offline too. Man, I gotta whip the onesie out for another home meeting. You I do gotta do that. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a comfy onesie, and it fits me well. Like, I don't. Yeah. Does it have a pouch in the front? Does Winnie the Pooh have a pouch? Or not, is that Piglet? I'm sure. I, I don't know. It's no. Maybe, maybe it's Tigger. No. I don't know. I don't think well, any but, of oh, it's Rue. I'm thinking of Rue because he's a kangaroo. Mm. Mm. That's right. Tig- what is Tigger? Tigger's a Tigger's like a tiger. A tiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's supposed to be tiger, but it's Tigger. <laughs> no, dude, I I just love Winnie. Nah, that it's... ride's always broken down, though. I feel like same with the lot, the Peter yeah. Pan ride. Mm-hmm. Peter Disney. Pan, Small World breaks. Mm-hmm. Dude, oh, I could do an entire episode on Disney World, bro. I'm going for my birthday. I'm, Are you actually in December? Yeah. What's your wait, Ryan? Have you been to Disney World or no? Yeah, I used to go all the time as a kid. You were supposed yeah. to go with me, bro. What happened? <laughs> I, James, my 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 my. my <laughs> he still upset about it. Okay, so my mom, like, you have to book Disney trips eleven months out. Okay? Oh yeah, hundred percent. And and she originally booked two re- rooms. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, she she booked two rooms. Um, yeah, I can't elaborate on that. Um, and she still had the other room available. Right. And who I had originally wanted to go with me couldn't go anymore. So, um. I invited Ryan. I'm like, Ryan could go or whatever. And um, <laughs> my mom was like, uh, yeah, but I already invited our family friends, Miss Dawn and her son. Uh, and I'm like, that's fine because I love those people. Miss Dawn is, I love Miss Dawn. She is so good to me. Um, but maybe, maybe, maybe next year. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, sorry. if you actually could go, my mom would like let you go. But. Have any of you been to Universal yeah. Studios? Yeah. Di- well, Disney. Big fan. Uh, do you think Disney's better? Or yes. What do you- hands down. Oh well, yeah. I think. Well, I mean, like for for okay for like fun coaster rides, 
Universal's got Disney Beat. Oh, 100%. But theme, food, mm-hmm. culture. And they're making that Super like, Mario World, though, in Universal. Are they really? They're making they're making Tron at Disney. Oh, Dude, right. the Tron ride's going to go like, it's going to be insane. You're riding a bike. That's going to be where the Tomorrowland Speedway was, though, right? I'm pretty Speedway's sure. going to still be there. It's oh, gonna be thank further, God. I love that ride. It's going to be past Space Mountain. Was that Test Track? What? Test Track's in No, Test, test Track's still there. Wait, oh, test Rats. Track's no, I, Tron's going at uh, in Magic Kingdom over in uh, Tomorrowland. I, I'm a nerd for Disney. You, you no, are. Um, this is this is bad. I love Disney too, bro. Like, we need to have 100%. an intervention. What's your buddy. favorite? What's your favorite? Um, kingdom or whatever, or not? Favorite kingdom, park? Favorite park? Favorite park? Uh, okay, Magic for nostalgia, and for like, like it, I'm really big into like the design of the parks. Right. Oh yeah, and, and the history behind them. So like Magic for the design. And for like the looks and like Castle Main Street is such a vibe. Mm-hmm. Like the stores and the shops and the restaurants. I say Animal Kingdom's up there though for looks. Manu- Man- Animal Kingdom's sick with that tree, but Animal Kingdom is my yeah. Animal Kingdom is my favorite park for rides. Really? Because you have Pandora, like the Flights of Passage, I Pandora, yeah. Avatar ride. Mm-hmm. You have Expedition Everest, which oh, is the one so that goes far. backwards. You have uh, Kilimanjaro safaris, like mm-hmm. where you get to see the animals. And then you have Cali River Rapids. Oh, Rapids. me and my brother went on Cali River Rapids. Bro. It's no line there, I swear. No, it's like always so quick. Because people don't want to get wet. Exactly. Uh, hey, And they, they got those cool animal closures. The only thing I hate about Animal Kingdom is they have that... They're in, in Under the tree, you know the Bugs Life thing? Yeah. Bro, I can't even sit down there because whenever the bee goes to sting me, I, I just get so freaked out. That <laughs> like, like you know how like there's bugs in your seat, so like it's little buttons in your seat. I just yeah. get freaked out. I don't, I don't like that. It's so creepy to me. Bro, I also like Hollywood Studios though because I'm a yeah. big Star Wars nerd. Oh yeah, Star Wars mm-hmm. sick. Do they? Oh, yeah, I haven't been to Disney in like sixish years, so everything. It's all fun. <laughs> exactly, Joe. At, at, at Joe Strutton, we're using all fun. We're all going to Disney. <laughs> I kill every year, bro. That'd be really fun, but that'd be a ton of money. That's where I booked out. If we can go. convince Liberty that we're doing it to like evangelize to people at Disney, oh yeah, we just we get start far. screaming verses like during the rides. That's facts, bro. <laughs> Epcot's like underrated though. I was thinking there's so Epcot's a beautiful uh, park. So they yeah, so the World Showcase there is sick. I love that. Pe- like, like people don't use it enough. I always wanted to jump in that cranberry bog at Epcot. The they, what now? they have like a cran, like a, you know how ocean spray, like cranberry yeah. juice? So they have it at Disney. Like they have like a. a in Epcot? Or yeah, Epcot. Where? In, uh, in, I, don't, I don't know. It was there the It was there six years ago. So it maybe it's still there. They're adding a Rick at Ralph land though. Really? And they're building San Fran Tokyo from Big Hero 6. Oh, that's going to be so fire. And they just added a new Guardians of the Galaxy ride. That is the best roller coaster at Disney now. I heard that was really good, yeah. It's so sick. Have you been on it? Or yeah, no? my, my parents are DVC, which is Disney Vacation Club. So my parents got in when we went in the summer. They get uh, into the ride exclusively free. That's crazy. Like they only like invite like a thousand. I think it was a thousand families mm-hmm. or something. And we got the ride early before it opened. Mm-hmm. It's open now though. Have you been on the Slinky ride in Toy Story? Yeah. Is Toy Story Land all that? I heard it's. I heard people say it's okay. It's kind of, so it's uh, it's mid. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's it's amazing. Well, so Disney's geared to the family and it's geared to like the young child. So mm-hmm. like Toy Story Land's probably insane for kids oh, like, who like still love Toy Story oh 100% and I like the uh, Toy Story Mania ride where you get to shoot oh that's a classic 3D. and the Buzz Lightyear ride uh, in Tomorrowland I think you know where you shoot and the Buzz I got Lightyear... lost on that ride oh wait it, it's an automatic ride yeah 
How do you get lost? How do you get lost? You know, it just gets you on track. So we used to go every year when I was a kid. Like I went up until beats me. Um, maybe when I was 14. It was before I was a freshman in high school. Um, so the first time I ever went, I really liked Buzz Lightyear. Like how you like Winnie the Pooh. Mm -hmm. He was my dog. Mm, um, so Buzz Lightyear was the man. Um, was very disappointed by the new movie. But regardless, um, so I, I got onto the ride with like my mom, my dad, all that kind of stuff. And when we got off, they got off, but I didn't. I just stayed on the ride and wanted to go for a second time. So when they left and they were like halfway across the park, they're like, where's Ryan? My mom had like a, a Kevin moment um, from like Home Alone. Mm -hmm. um, and... I was just still on the ride, just like hanging with with random families, just going on the ride, just like enjoying my time. They le they let you like just continue to ride it. They yeah, they just thought I was somebody's somebody else's kid. They didn't care. Um, so How many times did you ride it? You think two, three, four, five times? <laughs> um, yeah, I I went on there a lot. I don't remember it, but my mom does. Um, like I was gone for a solid half an hour, hour. And then they were like, hey, we got to find this kid. So then eventually they found me. And now I'm here. Mm. Maybe, maybe I, I'm still with the family that I got on the ride with. Maybe they've been lying to me all these years. That's like a crazy moment. What if this is just part of the attraction? You're still in the car right now. Yep. But your conscious thinks like you're at liberty. I'm still at Disney. Wow. It's like a real inception moment. I mean, hear me out, bro. The, the new... Um... Jerry Senior, whatever <laughs> memorial is built by Disney, so like you very much could be at Disney. That's true. How do you guys? How do you guys feel about that? I feel a lot of people don't like that. Um, what, I, what, I look at it as a win. What's there not to like? People say they're idolizing her. Dude, come on, bro. Of course they're gonna idolize him. The fact that Dude, we they, got they, Disney, they quote him everywhere. They, he is an idol here. Yeah, facts. He's a good. Um, he's a good Christian man. I mm -hmm. mean, and he was, and I mean, he had some borderline segregationist and racist. sexist man. Like, yeah, yeah. but I mean, he repented of that stuff. Like, there's clips of that that the media won't show mm. of him publicly repenting. You know, to us and apologizing. Like, hey, yeah, I was wrong for being a segregationist. I was wrong for not just not his words, but like, he apologized later on. So yeah, right. People can change. Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah. I look at it as a total win. You know, Disney, for all they stand for, which right. is, I mean, we all know, um, is selling out to build a museum for a, from what most people know, is a segregationist. Somebody who does not like the LGBTQ plus community, um, you know, staunch segregationist, racist, you know, misogynist, like all that kind of stuff. Um, they're building a museum for him. They're compromising on their, their Wait, values. He, he was all that stuff, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and he repented of it, but oh, still. Yeah, right, right, right. Like, there's clips online of him, like, promoting this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really the only stuff that you see other than, you know, the few people who actually do the research. Mm -hmm. um, but Disney, who's this big, you know, pro-LGBTQ plus group um, with all their, with all their um, you know, liberal views... Uh, they're, they're getting paid all this money to build a museum for somebody who they literally, and when I mean literally, like they literally hate, they, they hate Jerry Falwell yeah, senior. I, I was so confused. Cause, uh, I think Seabass told me that last night. I was so surprised. Cause I was like, wait, why, why would Disney do that? Money. 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 Oh, they, okay. they sold out. Money. Disney sold out. Liberty didn't sell out. Mm -hmm. They convinced Disney that they had enough money to sell out. 
Liberty's rich, bro. We we got a two billion dollar endowment. What does that mean? We basically got two billion in the bank, like to fall back on. Um, mm. That's just that's just like the small parts of it. You got a hundred thousand plus online students who are all paying maybe a grand, two grand a semester. Do the math. Plus, you've got sixteen thousand kids a year who attend the school in person mm. and all pay you know close to eight to ten thousand dollars i mean do the math that's a lot of money mm-hmm. per year and take into account merchandise yeah 100 percent. and like ticket sales for the games all that stuff yeah yeah a lot of that runs laundry yeah laundry a lot of what though a lot of that liberty would at least claim like money that you spend for laundry goes back into laundry money that you spend for dining goes back into dining like uh, yeah you're right that's what they want you that's what they want you to think i mean that's a good business like uh, just, yeah, that's true but mm-hmm. and that's what liberty is is they're not a university what they are is a real estate company mm-hmm. what do you think is the best disney movie mm-hmm. um cars cars the og cars the og cars what about cars too did you like Cars 2? Uh, Cars 2 is alright, yeah. Wow, a lot of people, a lot of people don't okay, like Cars. Okay, so Cars 1 is a 50,000 out of 10. Best, It's the best movie ever. And why is that? Ever. Is it, it just, dude, best it, movie ever? It, yeah, ever, of all time. In any category, any genre, any movie. Cre- yes. It's, it's Cars. Okay. Hear me out. It's Cars that can talk oh, out yeah, of their true. front bumper, right? Okay. They drink gasoline at gas stations like it's a bar or like a pseudo restaurant right they race like i I mean think think about the character of toe mater right like dude you're my best friend like bro (laughs) it is the best movie quote me on this bro everyone's gonna say james is based because i am because cars is based right like best movie ever now cars 2 like 7 out of 10 cars 3 made me want to like Wow, why do you look, what, what happened with Cars 3? Mm. We gotta explain. Ah. Spoiler alert, this movie's been out for like, I don't know, 10 years at this time. Um, did Lightning McQueen Whoa, 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 whoa. I've not seen Cars 3. <laughs> well, now I know what me and Ryan are doing for our movie date tomorrow night. Whoa. Um, so, there you go. Actually, no, I don't want to watch Cars 3. We'll watch Cars 1. How about that? Cars okay. A lot of people say Toy Story. It's the best no. movie. Toy Story's wow. good. Good, good, good. Uh, it's a great movie. Right right behind Cars. So, movie ranking of all time, right? It goes Cars. Okay. Then Tangled. Uh, okay. All right. I'll give you. I, I, Dude, I, Tangled's a good movie. Great movie, man. Great movie. That's a nice... I, I remember watching it for the movie night right here. I mean, bro. Like, I, I mean, Rapunzel is an amazing character, right? Like, first mm. of all, the long hair. Like, right. I mean... You know, she 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 loves to paint. She loves to sing, right? She has a frying pan and a pet gecko. That's true. That changes colors. Like dude, it was a chameleon. I'm sorry, not a gecko, right? Think, yeah. He be he be reminding me of like that. I can save fifteen percent on car insurance though. Right. Mm. Like, Come on. That's true. He's not doing that. The, the, the evil mom who steals her away. Like that plot is insane. Right. The musical right. numbers. Musical numbers is insane, right? Flynn, Flynn Rider. Flynn Rider. Dude, I'm guy. gonna be a Flynn one day to a a a a, a, a damsel in distress. Who bro. says you are? Who says you aren't, bro? But yeah, bro, Flynn be tough like that. And then the horse was it Maximus? I think it's a comedy. That's top comedy right there. Amen, brother. Come on, 
that's that, that's that's character canon development, scripture. you know. Mm. Canon scripture. And then right after right after Tangled, I say is up up there for you. No pun intended. Ember's New Groove. Ember's <sighs> oh, New Groove is pretty good. Good good movie. There. Up's up there. Yeah, up up be getting me a little in my feels though, man. Right. That's just. I feel like a lot of people. Like up because the beginning, like they gotta they gotta watch the whole movie. I think Ice Age is up there personally. Why do they like the beginning of Up? No, they don't like it. Just that's like the most well known part of Up. It's just sad. I know that's the thing. You know, it's it's really sad. All right, do you like Inside Out or no? I've never seen Inside Out. Really? Yeah. You know, did you see Soul at least? Soul? Mm-mm, nope, not that. Either. Soul made me cry. Really? Souls, you should watch Soul tomorrow. I'm gonna watch Soul tomorrow. We're gonna watch Soul. Gonna it's watch Soul it's really the ending. The ending made me like cry. Mm. It's really good. I, I I need a good movie cry. Yeah. Come on, show on. What about you, Ryan? All right, do you watch Disney movies? Or you know, what's your kind of go-to like franchise that you that back you Dang. or like you know? I watch a lot of movies lately. Um, you haven't or you have? I haven't. Mm. Um, some of my favorite movies that I've watched um, lately. I really liked uh, Andrew Garfield in Tick, Tick, Boom. I enjoyed that. Um, I liked... I liked uh, Glass Onion. I saw that with my sister the la- last few weeks. Wait, um, isn't that not on Netflix yet? It's in, it was in theaters for a week. And my sister and I went to go see it. Is it better uh, than the original? No. Okay. Not even close, but it's still really good. Okay, okay. I'd say the original is probably like one of the best movies in like the last ten years. Okay. Um, it's like it's far under there, but it's still like probably one of the best movies this year. Right. I enjoyed that. Um, movie a lot. It, it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, what else? Um, I, I I fancy in uh in some of the the. Disney princess movies. I think Ooh. those are fun. Mm. Moana's really good. Oh, Moana good is movie. A, that's a, we forgot to mention that Moana's great. Well, I she love, ain't up in top ten, but she's good. She's not like the best Disney princess, right. but she but the movie's just the good. The Rock makes that movie. Oh, there's so many good musical numbers mm. in that movie. Uh, is Frozen up there for you guys? I say the OG Frozen. That's in that's in my top ten. I Frozen a, two I, is. I have a funny story about Frozen. What's that? Back in elementary school. I think it was like fifth grade. Mm-hmm. I was like a real narcissist. Um, and what I did was I was going to write this play. And it was going to be like, I, I didn't know about all of that at the time. Do you know what all that is? Yeah, it's like uh, the show. It's like uh, SNL for kids. Oh yeah. So with, I didn't know about do, that at the time. Some Good Burger, right? So I was like, I have this amazing idea. I'm going to write SNL for kids. And it's going to be amazing. It's going to have musical numbers. It's going to be like lots of fun. So I was like writing it. And that's when Frozen came out. And everyone was talking about Frozen. So I was like, screw it. And I convinced one of the girls in my class to sit down and write a word-for-word, detail-for-detail script of Frozen and produce it into a a script where she printed out 27 scripts, which were all about 20 pages long, 20, 30 pages long. And we gave them out to our class and we were going to perform this. The problem is, is that the other class got involved and they wanted an in. So I let them in. And once they started doing their own thing, I kicked them out. And then we performed it in front of the other class that I kicked out. Wow. Yeah, it was really funny. Wait, so this girl, you just told this girl, how did you convince this girl to write a 20-page script? Were you fifth that, graders are easy guy? to convince. Just that guy back in fifth grade? <laughs> I had that <laughs> riz. <laughs> <laughs> 
he ran you ran you she typed a 20 page script for you bro <laughs> that's crazy with the italics and everything bro facts like it it was detailed I, remember, I, I I still remember it now. Like it was. It I was didn't even know how to out. type in fifth grade, bro. Really? Really? I, I can't. Even, I, don't, I don't remember what skill I acquired in each grade. If I'm being honest with you. What time limit are we at? Jeez. No, I mean I, I'm chilling. I was like, gonna say before before we end it, what's your guys' top three for 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 Disney movies? Dis- oh crap! Because you mentioned top ten earlier, James. Uh, I could give you hold up, hold 50, up. Bro. Okay, give me your top 10 then. Top 10? Yeah, because top 50 would take a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay, Cars. Cars is number one. Yep, number two, Tangled. Tangled. Um, number three, um, we're going to go with Planes. Is Planes, Planes is a Disney movie? It's I, mid. I swear. Mid? It, okay, same concept as the Cars. Okay, exactly. They made a, a exactly. movie with planes that can talk. Exactly. So it's literally just cars. They just ripped off their own brand. No, 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 ripped no, off their no, own no, brand. No, 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 I feel like it's ingenious. Like, and, dude, and I, I don't know, What about Planes 2, Fire and Rescue? Did you see that one? Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, here we go. Wait, okay. Yeah, so we got cars, Tangled, planes. Mm-hmm. Mm, number four. Um, OG Cinderella. Okay, like okay, okay, okay. Yeah, number five, um, Little Mermaid. Disney, I'm a Disney princess type dude, bro. Come on, I live for Disney. Um, number six, Toy Story. You know what? I'll throw Toy Story three up in there. Toy Story three is good. Toy Story three, like the one with the big uh, bear. Yeah, Lotso. Lotso. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I was six. Seven is it Disney exclusive? Uh, it doesn't have to be. Can it be TV series as well? Yeah, sure. Okay, Bible Man. <laughs> I they're gonna make a uh, oh, I saw a trailer about that yesterday. It was like a fake trailer though. What is Bible Man? What is that? No, I don't know what Bible Man is. What is no, that? Bible Man's like... asking a Liberty kid what Bible Man is is like asking me my childhood facts. <laughs> I'm curious. You gotta. What's the culture? So like, Bible Man was this uh, TV series where like there'd be some evil bad guy. I don't know if they had like were any way associated with the sin, but this would be this bad guy, and Bible Man would fight them with a lightsaber. I'm not even kidding. A <laughs> lightsaber, and he would like use scripture, like he would quote scripture as he's slicing these people up with a lightsaber. <laughs> like that's, that's all I remember. I mean, it's like. It, it, it shared good values and morals from like the Christian yeah. worldview. Was the final enemy of the show like the devil, or was He's like, like, some Satan, like Satan himself? Some devilish lookalike dude. Yeah, I think it was basically devil. He's kind of demonic type beat, and he was Damn. like sickening kids or something. That sounds fire. I thought it was like an anime at first, but it's like is it live action? It was live action. <laughs> it was the corniest, corniest crap you'll ever seen for in your life. But I mean it. I, I can't recall if it preached Jesus, did it? It just had, it just, so he just did words from the Bible, but he didn't talk about Jesus or anything? I think, well, uh oh. I can't recall. I'm not endorsing this. He's a DS. <laughs> Hold on, okay. I'll talk about it. So, Bible Man 7, 8, uh, Ratatouille. No, oh, yeah. We're wiping Bible Man 7, Ratatouille. 8, Bible Man is a honorable mention. Yeah. 
Is Lilo and Stitch up there for you? No. Uh-uh. Mm. Never got into that. What about the Aristocats? No. What, uh, <laughs> the, what about the the, two, the one with the two mouse? The... Tom and Jerry. <laughs> oh, that's a that's cat a, and a mouse. That's a cat and a mouse. Uh, the Rescuers or something like that? You know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah. I don't know. Bro, I'm blanking here. That's all right. We got your top five at least. Yeah, just, yeah, run with that. Where, where about you, Ryan? All right. I look at these three movies as movies that made my childhood what it is. Right. And made me into the human being that I am. These are Disney movies. One. I was looking through, like, the top hundred rated Disney movies of all time because I had to remember these. Chicken Little. Chicken Little. Wow. Emperor's New Groove, mm-hmm. and, and oh, I'm blanking out. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Oh, I'm totally blanking out. I'm gonna go with Toy Story, but I'm sure I'm gonna remember it in a little bit. Toy Story was pivotal. Mm. Toy Story Two's good too, but Toy Story yeah, is I a lot of fun. I say Toy Story Two's the weakest. Really? I say it goes Toy Story, Toy Story 3, Toy Story, Toy Story. I probably think... Oh, I, and I, Toy Story 4 is probably my least favorite. I don't think I've ever seen Toy Story 4. I completely forgot it was Was it Toy the Story newest 4. one? With, with uh, where, where Woody, like, leaves behind the gang. Like Sporky or Spork? Spor- yeah, Forky. Oh, Sporky? Or Forky. Sporky's a G. I We made Sporky's at summer camp. I think it's Sporky because he's a Spork. Oh, it is Sporky. You're right, you're right, you're right. Well, we I had the kids make Sporky's at camp. It was a lot of fun. That's fine. So, uh, how would you rank the Toy Story? If you, if this right now off the top of your head. Dang. Uh, I go one, two, four, three. One, two, four, three. Okay, James? Well, you said one, two, three's your least favorite? Mm-hmm. Three, one, two, four. Okay, I'll give you. I'm with you. I'm with you. What are your top five Disney movies, Fred? That's a good question. What's uh, your What's your Mount Rushmore of Disney movies? That's my four. Mount Rushmore of Disney movies. I say Soul is up there. Honestly, I really Soul. He's hyping up Soul. We We're gonna have to watch. Soul. Okay, yeah, yeah. so you know, Soul like kind of changed my outlook on life, like a lot. So it's pretty. You know, I don't want to hype it up too much for you guys, like to expect a lot out of it. But I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, I think Toy Story three is up there. I cried also during that. Um, the scene I thought they were all gonna die as a kid when they're like in the dumpster and they're holding hands oh my gosh that was like a, that was like a sad scene mm. um I think Wally's pretty cool I think Wally's an underrated movie um I'm Monsters Inc Monsters Inc and Monsters University Monsters University had me so hyped for college like I was like man if this is what college is like I'm ready has it been like that? no <laughs> it's not but it's okay because well obviously it's not going to be like that cause, but I, I really want to get like a Uzma Kappa sweater but. I didn't Uzma Kappa hat I, oh, I, didn't, I, I, didn't Monsters I think University I've seen you yet. wear it I've seen you wear it no I, I lost it years ago but I saw it, I think I, then I saw it on someone else like, kind of made, made, made I have this hat idea. I have the champions hat but oh yeah that really relates to it Ryan I don't know <laughs> ADHD is bad. No, I got ADHD too. Don't worry, bro. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Come on. So I do. Are, wait, are you on medicine or no? No, I just got diagnosed today. Really? Are, are you serious? <laughs> wait, are you serious, actually? Seriously. <laughs> Dude. Uh, I, that's I, really cool. I don't know if that's confidential information, but... Oh, yeah. Well, we can edit it out if you want. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. Um, 
No, dude, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I was today. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun, but it also sucks sometimes. So maybe my symptoms will get worse now that I have it. Um, <laughs> you officially have it now. It's like your brain recognizes it. No longer being gaslit. He has it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, to end it off, what is one piece of advice you guys would give the viewers? I think we mentioned this earlier, but as for just freshmen, but just life life advice in general. We can start with James, or if you want to, do you need time? Ahead. Do you need time to think about it? Life advice. Insert insert uh what's the what's the music? Uh crap, what's the N ninety five? No! Not Kendrick! No, not Kendrick! <laughs> no, insert uh what's the the Jeopardy song? Oh, oh. Please edit that in if you can. I gotcha, I got you. Um Dude I just love love God love people mm. in that order I mean love, loving God will teach you to love people and I mean like we overcomplicate life like just obey the great commandment love mm. the Lord your God with all your heart mind soul strength and love your neighbor as yourself that'd be my advice everything else just flows right into that okay. Ryan what about you I saw a video earlier I don't know if it was today it was probably on Instagram Reels, and it was it was this guy who was talking to this other dude. It was basically like this presenter, and there was a guy who was like crying, and he had the microphone, and he was asking the presenter questions. And it was basically what what they come to is that the guy who was holding the mic was suicidal. And the speaker looks at him and says and says something in the nature of society has perpetrated this idea that we all have to be perfect. And then we all have to be a certain way and you have to be able to perform in, you know, perfect sense. And I think I took a lot of time to think about that because as Christians, we uh, were told that we're supposed to, you know, make sure we're reading our Bibles every day. And we have to have like this picture perfect technique of, of following the Lord. But in fact, it's not like that. And that faith itself can be can be messy at sorts. Um, and we all have our shortcomings and we all have our time that, you know, we're not perfect and we have to understand that that's okay. And the Lord made us imperfect, in fact, and, uh, that's why we believe in a perfect savior and that's Jesus Christ. Um, I don't know if I just did a gospel message, but that that was, that seemed to be a little bit of it. Um, but in a one word sense, um, in a one word sense, but like in a very short sense, um, if your faith is perfect, you're not living faith correctly. Mm. I don't know right. if that makes sense. But no, that's yeah. good. I, I completely understand what you're saying. Take it one day at a time. You know, God Amen. God doesn't want you to be perfect. And, oh. and no one can be perfect. Yeah. So, because I feel like a lot of people try way too hard. To, like, they, they, they push themselves too hard. You, yeah. Like, they want to change their life. When And especially if they believe in Christ too, they think their life will be changed overnight. Like, which is technically true, but it's also you have to put in the work as well. Yeah. So just doing little things every single day. Like, yeah. if you read a Bible verse every day, that's going to eventually blossom into like a page and then a passage and then, a you know, or vice versa. But gentlemen, thank you for being on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Plus Y Podcast and you have yourself a great rest of your night or day. Come on. It is now time for Tim's Words of Wisdom. Hosted by my roommate, Tim Lisi. 
Exodus 20, 1 through 17. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of, e out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness or anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth below or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers of the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to, to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the Lord your God's name in vain. The Lord will, will, hold him, will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. You are your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not cover, covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's.